0: Good morning, Bruce. How are you in this fine morning? Good morning, healthy mm-hmm. and alive.
1: Uh, I'm thinking about going out and enjoying the sunshine this afternoon. And, why, yeah, would before, uh, why would you do that? Or oh, Why would you do that? You know, I, I have to be sure to spread COVID to my neighbors effectively, you know?
0: How dare you? Well, maybe you should wear a mask while you're outside, alone, away from mm-hmm. everyone, to yeah, protect yourself. Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Well, the good well, news it's... is, the good news is that it's good you're going outside, right, it, it's good you're going outside. Do you know why it's good you're going outside? Because sunshine's good. Yeah, but you can breathe outside, right? Yeah, I mean I can breathe inside yeah. too. But yeah. Well, for now, for now, you're don't but don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself because Science Alert is now saying enjoy it while it lasts. Dropping oxygen will eventually suffocate most life on Earth. So see, enjoy it while you can. You're going outside, enjoy it. How many billions of years is it going to take to get well, to now that again, point? you're getting ahead of yourself. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying that um, this probably won't happen for another billion years or so. Now, mm-hmm. they don't say how many mm-hmm. years the so mm-hmm. is. Well, when you get to a billion,
1: it doesn't matter what the or so is. Because, you know, at this point, nobody
0: alive today is going to live for the next billion years apparently uh the uh the change uh but when the change comes it's going to happen fairly rapidly there's a study that's out there now uh, i mean we can figure out that we're not going to have oxygen a billion years into the future but yet we can't figure out whether or not the temperature is going to climb by 0.01 degree in the next hundred years if we drive a car mm. well no the science has settled on that one it is going to rise you see right right it, it, yeah It's amazing how much the climate is going to change without human activity, but yet these crackpots are calling it with human activity. It's amazing. It's amazing. The shift will take the planet back to something like the state it was in before what was known as the Great Oxidation Event around 2.4 billion years ago. What's more, researchers behind the new study say that the atmospheric oxygen is unlikely to be a permanent feature of habitable worlds in general which has implications for our efforts to detect signs of life further out in the universe. How is it not... That doesn't make any sense.
1: The well, the entire I, system, I the, the entire... Like the oceans are producing oxygen. That's where like 70, 80% of our oxygen comes from. And then you have trees that consume CO2 and produce oxygen, which mm-hmm. actually the, the ratio is... Uh, it, it's basically... Forests are carbon neutral. Um, basically, mm-hmm. the amount they emit and the amount they consume is basically zero. Um, I, it, so that one, that one baffles me. That one kind of confuses me because it, it's very easy to easy. Uh, with our current technology and our understanding, it's easy to break the CO2 off of the oxygen and have oxygen again or you know, uh, break the carbon from the co2 that's what I
0: yeah say, the, they're saying that the model projects that a deoxygenation of the atmosphere with atmospheric o2 dropping sharply to levels reminiscent of the uh archaean earth I, I don't know okay so before any any life on earth i guess again
1: yeah uh, you're to get to those levels you're 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 going to a, a point where the sun's going to die effectively and at that point everything's dead anyway I mean, when yeah. our sun goes nova, it's it's going to strip our atmosphere anyway. And you'll have a sharp spike of loss of oxygen because the the entire atmosphere will get burned off. So, yeah, that will be a sharp change. But it's not because of anything happening on the Earth. It's because
0: the sun went nova. They say that this will probably be triggered before the inception of moist greenhouse conditions in Earth's climate system and before the extensive loss of surface water from the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. writes the researchers in their published paper. And they have a link here to the paper. At that point, it'll be the end of the road for human beings and most other life forms that rely on oxygen to get through the day. So let's hope we figure out how to get (laughs) off of this planet at some point within the next billion years. Billion years from now, with with the amount of technology, like... The changes
1: we've seen over the last 150 years, if things keep progressing like this in a billion years, we'll be some completely different life form that doesn't even use oxygen anymore. I mean, at the current rate of things like that, honestly, it's absurd at this point to say, oh, in a billion years, uh, things aren't going to exist. Nobody's going to be able to prove you right or wrong. Everybody's going to be dead by then. So are you sure? Well, theoretically, if cybernetics and, and gene therapy are an actual real
0: thing in our lifetime, well, we might on, live long enough to see that. Gene therapy is a real thing. It's just not being used in the manner it's u- yeah, meant that's, to be used for at I the mean. moment.
1: Yeah. That's what I was meaning is if yeah. it was
0: actually meant to, you know, if it was actually
1: benefiting the human race, then yeah, you, you would you would solve a lot of diseases
0: and aging and all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. speaking of space... Quantum sensors could soon be heading into space. Now, you'd mentioned, like you're arguing about a billion years, and you're like, look how far we've come in the last 150. We're putting quantum sensors in space in the coming days. That's amazing. Quantum technologies technologies are on track to reach new heights, quite literally. Quantum company Q-Control has plans to send ultra-sensitive quantum sensors and navigation devices to space as part of a mission to explore the moon for water. Didn't we determine the, there is water in the moon but it's it's strange how it, how it actually gets there? Uh well it's we, like, strange we just, how it gets there because it gets there from meteors or asteroids. Well yeah, but like the the way that it's the way that we discovered it like we literally just discovered this what was it like a few months ago that there's water on the moon. It, it was theorized that there was water on the moon for a while, uh but yeah, we we discovered it fairly recently. Mhm. It's amazing we can we can figure out where the next habitable world is, we can we can look at it. We can figure out there's water on the moon. We can put rovers on Mars, but we can't figure out how to get rid of these hunchback freaks that are trying to run everybody's lives. That's incredible to me. Also, this, this stuff about quantum
1: tech, uh, this is the step forward. This is the direction we have to go uh, to progress our society. It's also the most terrifying because when you get... Okay. How many of you actually know how to take apart a computer and understand all the components in the computer? And if something goes wrong, how many of you know how to fix it? Now, we know how to do it on a, on a very like intermediate level in, in the sense of we know the basic ideas of what does what. And But if there's a problem with a chip, we're not capable of repairing that chip. We, we don't have the expertise in that area. Correct. When you get into quantum physics, you're getting into an area uh, that a very very small percentage of the population actually truly understands. And then when you get into quantum computers and all that kind of stuff, that number even shrinks even more on how many understand how quantum computers work. So when we get to the level of quantum computing, man,
0: that, but that the quantum knowledge the, gap is just going to keep yeah, increasing. The, the quantum computing, though, I mean, uh, let's let's start with this. Let, let's start with this. Explain what quantum technology is first. And then we'll go from there. This stuff, they're talking about like quantum sensors. OK, so what, what is the quantum technology they're talking about? Because it's employed in different things.
1: So as far as what the quantum sensors are, I, I don't know. This is actually my first hearing of what this project is. But basically, they're using quantum mechanics to more or less compute things right so it's using quantum mechanics and the quarks therein to calculate things or or in this case uh sensors so i'm, I'm curious to see what the, the they say we're going
0: to do well this is what they say this is what they say they say they leverage the extremely fragile state of tiny quantum particles to provide very precise measurements okay i see what okay that makes sense but so, so here's the thing when, about when, the quantum. Here's the thing about the quantum thing. I mean, th- this is where it gets complex because they go on to talk about like the quantum computing and the problem they found with the quantum computing, which we've talked about here before, was that every time that they tried to. Input something into it every time it would something would screw it up. So, so something would mess up. Like pr- somebody would walk by and the whole thing would screw up, and they'd have to start over. When you look at something on the quantum level, if you look at something, for example, you're observing
1: uh, this mug I have in my hand. You can look at it from one direction, and you'll you'll see certain um, mannerisms, you know, elements of it. But if you look at it from the same, you're you're looking at it exactly the same, except one variable changes and it's timing, you're going to get a completely different outcome. So if you look at it in like a two dimensional way, you can get a consistent reading, but the minute you change it and you have a third dimension to that, it completely invalidates everything you were looking at. It like, it's like uh cat, right? You look in the box, is the cat dead or alive? Once you look in the box, you've you contaminated that. Now, whatever state that it's in was not necessarily the state that the cat was in before the box was opened. So it's kind of a once you observe quantum physics, you've changed the state of the the at the quantum level. So using these sensors. <laughs> using that to their advantage that makes sense with the centers sensors that's pretty cool but it's also a problem at as you were saying with quantum computing um, if if you walk by or or you look at the quantum computer literally you're changing the state of the quantum computer you think about something differently or you think about something consciously you can actually change the state of a quantum computer there's there's research into quantum physics and your your thought processes and all that kind of stuff and it's quite interesting but
0: anyway in other words you can use your mind to change quantum states okay so with that being a factor how do you make the technology viable uh you find the types of materials that
1: um retain their quantum state shall we say so those time crystals as an example uh, we were talking about here a while back those retain their quantum state they're they're stable at the quantum level if you will Um, so you can observe them and they don't change states uh you you have to to exert certain um the 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 time crystals though that 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 one is actually difficult because you have to have very precise conditions with not only manufacturing the crystals but also in your experiments so if if you uh can't maintain those conditions uh you know you're going to get a different result so the other issue we're running into quantum computing may be able to calculate equations That would take us years to do, but we don't actually know how it came to that conclusion, if that makes sense. So it may come up with the right answer, but when you ask it to show its work, if you will, it doesn't show, like we don't understand the work it's showing, if that makes any sense at all. So it's like, it's really, this is like... Up there, a little past. I'm, I'm just scratching the surface of understanding quantum physics and all the quantum stuff. So um, it, it's kind of it's, it's out there for me. It, it certainly seems like it. But this is why it's, it's concerning to me about quantum computing. Is it's so far out there as far as what our current understanding of the physical world is? To get into quantum physics, you're having to expand your thinking so greatly that for the average person. It's difficult to explain or, or to get into.
0: We can't even get the average person to understand fully what's going on with COVID. Yeah. So in the current environment of things, that's why it's concerning to have
1: quantum computing. And once you get it, man, once you get a stable quantum computer and you're able to, to compute things, within minutes, you're going to have every encryption system in the world broken. I mean, it's ridiculous how quickly things can be calculated and, and, and compared to what we do now. It's not even the difference between like 5G and 6G. I mean, we're we're talking things that would take hundreds of years to crack on our normal systems now can be cracked in minutes or seconds using a quantum computer. This is immensely more powerful.
0: To that point, I mean, this has also been a pet project of Google is the quantum computer. That's something they've been working and putting a lot of research and time in on. And I think it's also, to a larger point, they already have computers, not quantum computers, but some of their sophisticated computers now, some of their highest end ones that they build now, their internal working models, they can already crack some of the highest grade military encryption that we have in the world within a matter of, what is it, like hours? It's literally, like, it only, um, takes, it only takes a few hours for them to crack it now. Sure. Well, it depends on how many, like, if Google was to use all of its power, all
1: of its servers, uh, to crack uh, uh, encryption, that would be true. Yes, um, they could crack it within. It, the comparison is the, like the NSA, which everybody was afraid of there for a while, is like a freaking shoebox inside the 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 massive
0: servers i was was gonna say like the nsa that's not who you need to be concerned about no that that is really not who you need to be concerned about don't get me wrong the nsa that's easily enough dealt with if you get the right administration and the right staff of people in there you can deal with that but these corporations yeah Yeah. google apple microsoft their servers are so much bigger in the amount of data
1: that they're, uh, you know, the metadata, you know, the stuff we're not supposed to be afraid of. Yeah. They are using that information to track everything about you, by the way. You use know artificial more about,
0: intelligence yep. and you can track people. They know more metadata. about you. Yeah. They know more about you. Supposedly Google already has this. They, Google knows more about you than you do about yourself. Yeah. They have. If you were to put it into uh, like storage, I'm I'm wanting to say
1: it's like uh, something like 20 gig or something like that of information on you if it was put into like text documents. Uh, uh, so that's like thousands and
0: thousands of books on you. So yeah, you know, I'm not that no interesting. No problem, right? I'm not that interesting. Uh, apparently Google begs to differ. They can beg to differ all they want, but I'm not that interesting. I mean, most people would consider people that are into like history books and Sciences and all that stuff, you know that's that's boring stuff, and you know health and well all that stuff that's boring stuff. yeah,
1: yeah but you're, you're interesting to them because if they the more they understand of the human psyche, the better they can control. So you are interesting to them because they need to know when you get into psychology and stuff, uh people tend to fall into some basic categories, and more or less the sixteen personalities that everybody has, pretty much you fit you fit into the one of those. Now you'll fit into, you know, obviously it's not going to be exacting, but it is scary how accurate you can you can predict someone based on their personality scores. It is actually really scary on how accurate that is. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. combine that with uh, quantum computing, artificial intelligence, the metadata, all that information. Yeah.
0: Social engineering, anyone? I mean, it's going to be. Easy. Why do you why do you need governments when society could govern itself over that system? Just oh, n-
1: not 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 society. No, it would be the
0: corporations that would be, you know, that would be run by you. the AI that would force society to govern itself based on a exactly. system of rewards and punishments. Yep. Welcome to social credit under the guise of something called ESGs. Yeah, look up what ESGs are. All right, let's get off of that. Let's get to something a little bit more interesting. You know, Bruce, I don't I don't know if we did this on recording or if we did this off recording. I can't remember because we just run. Yes. No, we were talking yeah. about the phones. We were talking about the phones, the foldable phones, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Foldable phones. I saw something interesting last night after we finished about these foldable screens. Okay, there is a foldable micro LED TV that disappears into your floor if you want it. Hmm. So can I can can I actually no this is this is can I just have my entire floor one of those so that I could just change the flooring out at the press of a button? You know, there is it's funny you say that because apparently now you can ask Marty about this when he gets back tomorrow. I think he's coming back on tomorrow. You can ask him about this. Apparently, there are walls that you can buy in the UAE. A lot of money over there, by the way. There's walls that you can buy that will change if you want them to. Well, I remember in uh, video games they were playing years ago,
1: like a decade ago, they were playing with ideas of um, a a glass that you send an electrical charge through and it turns it from transparent to opaque just with electricity. That glass actually exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like that was a, well, it was a Tom Clancy game that was playing with it and they use a lot of technology that is newer in their storytelling that, and at the time this was fairly new. So, it would not surprise me that they have something like that that'll change because you can depending on the frequency and uh, the amount of voltage or or the amperage, you can you can change the materials not only its shape but also uh, the appearance of it. We have mm-hmm. uh, different materials that do that. In fact, the military was experimenting with molding material for drones. You know, changing it from like helicopter to um, something that drives on the ground, you know, and then something that flies like with wings and mm-hmm. changing shape just based on like electrical current.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is a pretty interesting thing. So at the touch of a button, a sculpture-like column rises silently from the floor and unfolds to reveal the enormous 4K micro LED display held by an aluminum base. Now, if you're wondering how big it is, it's only 165 inches. That, I mean, that's it's only that. So I mean, it's, it's a little small.
1: So it rolls up to fit inside this Cylinder thing. No, it folds. It, it folds up. Folds up. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's and one of the foldable. So it's like a basically like a projector screen, but it's not a projector. It's the actual no.
0: LED. It's the LED actual screen? micro LEDs. Yeah, it's the display is made up of five separate micro LED panels that, when locked into place, look like one uniform display with invisible seams. I like it so far. That's, that's manufacturers. Cool. Yeah, manufacturers say micro LEDs are brighter than OLEDs and offer the same benefits of high contrast in deep blacks without burn-in. Burn-in
1: is the uh, where you keep an image on the screen for too long, and it like sears that image
0: into the LEDs, if you will. Yeah, it's like what you used to have with the old plasma TVs back in the yeah. day. The luxury object, which is called the M1, is the creation of cc Entertainment, which has offices in Vienna, Austria, and California. The M1 retails for $400,000, but that doesn't include installation, uh, so you're going to have to... Um, you're gonna have to figure all that stuff out for yourself.
1: So basically, this is this is like the the flat screens back in the day when they were you know ten twenty thousand dollars. This is essentially the same thing. This is the new tech for the the rich to buy. And then as uh, research into this continues and manufacturing and all that improves, uh, we'll be able to get it for you know two hundred dollars here in the near future.
0: Well, no, you won't be able to because why, Bruce? Because you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. True. Yeah, you won't be able to own it. You'll have to rent it. Who owns it, by the way?
1: Who's going to own that stuff? Because if you're renting it, that means someone owns it. So
0: who owns it? Klaus Schwab by Bill Gates. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Just That's I'm just, I would just saying, just saying. The oligarchs. Yeah. All right. Um, Elon Musk wants to build a city, doesn't he? He does. Starbase, as he's calling it around
1: Texas, uh, the launch facility there in Texas. And I believe it's
0: uh, to house the
1: staff and their families, if they wish. Uh, Yeah. Basically, they would have to convince local residents to... uh, uh, sign a petition calling for the creation of the new city, basically.
0: You know, we talked about these sustainable cities or whatever it is like, uh, what is it? Uh, was it Nissan is trying to build one over in Japan? Yeah. Nissan's, um, yeah. The woven city, um, Toyota, Toyota, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at, um, at at the same, you know, I looked at the, the photos of that and, and at the same time, I remember saying that, I would live in one of those cities built by Tesla. and yeah. looks, and I was joking, but apparently he's doing it. He's doing it. So they, they have to vote on this. So this would go to a judge.
1: Once the petition is done, a county judge would rule. If he ruled on it to, you know, to have a public vote, it would go to vote. and then they would have to create their own city and laws and ordinances and all that. Would you live there? If I had a job with SpaceX, sure, I, I think I would. Basically, I mean, they're still bound by state law. Right, but it's just a a, a city um, that SpaceX would more or less own. As long as I can own my own property inside this city, and it's legitimately my property, sure,
0: yeah. All right, let, I tell you what, let's do a couple out of the Babylon B, shall we? I, I love these. Yeah, this one could actually be true. I will tell you what, I will do this one because I'll start with this one because you're you're the theologian of the group. Yeah, the TV guy, uh, Joel Osteen, or what, whatever his name is, Osteen, 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 Osteen yeah, yeah. 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 Dozens of Bible verses come forward to accuse Joel Olstein of abuse. Okay. And what are they alleging? You, you know, this is the Babylon Bee, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Yeah. A, I'm, it's yeah. a pun. It's a pun because of Governor Cuomo, you know, the allegations coming forward. To, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, abuse. Mm-hmm. Dozens of Bible verses have come forward over the past several weeks to accuse Joel Alstein of abuse. Verses from the books ranging from Genesis to Exodus, all the way to Jude and Revelation have spoken out, <laughs> saying that Alstein abused them, exploited them, and heartlessly ripped them out of context for years. I'm a survivor of Alstein abuse, said Jeremiah 29, 11, tearfully. <laughs> I have kept it to myself for too long. I'm clearly talking about ancient Israel and God's plan for them in the Babylonian captivity. And yet, Austin used to make me the point that you should treat yourself to that new car or house. <laughs> it was gaslighting, coercion, and abuse through and through. And I'm ready to speak up about it now. Yeah. Other scriptures... I, I have... think
1: I get to joke now. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. anti-prosperity yeah. preaching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah other scriptures have stood with me. And to them, I say, me too. The verse concluded before being confronted and embraced by Philippians 4.13 and John 3.16 and the entire book of Proverbs. To defend himself against the allegations, Austin has come out as a Democrat. (laughs) Ah, that's funny. There is actually,
1: they are hitting actually a um, kind of a a vein of, um, you have some that are, uh, that have an issue with preachers having wealth and, you know, others that yeah it, it hits that vein for people that aren't familiar with uh the infighting that Christians have hmm that's kind of what they're they're hitting on there
0: and for those that don't know the Babylon B is you can go to it, it's the Babylon b yeah, babylon b.com it's complete satire it's just yeah. it, it's it's political satire or whatever and to be honest with you I think there are a bunch of uh they're a bunch of. Uh, it's a Christian outfit over there, isn't it? Yeah, Babylon yeah, it is. is. Yeah, they have a.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a Christian group, and they make some great satire stuff, and and you know the
0: poking fun at different things. It's yeah, it's great.
1: Like that one, that's poking fun at Christians' infighting yeah. and and
0: nonsense. Yeah. Mississippi lifts mask mandates, which we know they did that yesterday. They followed Texas. But by doing that, they are reminding everyone that they are a state that exists. (laughs) True. Yeah. Shortly after Texas made national news by lifting mask mandates, Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi also announced a complete lifting of his statewide mandates, reminding everyone that Mississippi is a state in the country that exists and has people in it. (laughs) which is true, isn't it? It, 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 If it wasn't for the Mississippi River, no one would mention the state, right? Today, we're lifting... The state wouldn't be named Mississippi. It wouldn't be named Mississippi, yeah. Today, we're lifting all COVID mandates in the great state of Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi, remember us? Yep, we're still down here. Y'all should come down and visit sometime, maybe. We have excellent Walmarts. We have that huge river, too. Oh, yeah, and freedom. We got freedom, too. What what do you do in Mississippi? I'm not sure what they do down there. It, is it kind of like Oklahoma? You just nothing? <laughs> I, I not never really actually, I've never been down there. Like I've, I've, seriously, I've never been down there. I think I've been through it once. Leftists were prepared to criticize Governor Reeves for literally killing people, which is what's happening to Governor Abbott today, I might add. But they first had to Google whether Mississippi was a real thing and if there were actual people living down there. We thought Mississippi was just a fictional place from country music, said New York Times editor Lisa, Flam- Lisa Flambeau. I've never seen it in person. Maybe it's just under an invisibility shield like Wakanda, whatever that is. Uh, Wakanda is uh, the only
1: reason people know Wakanda is because of uh, the Marvel movies, uh, Panther, uh, Black Panther.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I've never Wakanda watched any of this. So I, yeah, I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that's
1: the reason it's brought up is, is what I'm getting at. For your benefit.
0: You asked what they do in Mississippi. Well, maybe this could shed some light onto that. Local residents claim to not be worried about the COVID spread in light of the mask mandates ending and are looking forward to getting back to normal life, getting sodas at the gas station or catching snapping turtles or whatever it is that they do down there. Oh, uh, that's not too far off from what we did here. It's usually okay. what it is in like Ohio too. Yeah. We just, yeah, really nothing to do. All right, let's do one more of these. Experts, right, because we all know about the health experts. Yeah. Experts warn lifting mask mandates could contribute to dangerous spread of freedom. This is true. This is actually true. Again, this is the Babylon Bee. This is complete satire, but you can see this one being true. Experts have issued a dire warning to the nation that lifting mask mandates, business closures and capacity limits in Texas and Mississippi could contribute to the spread of liberty across the nation. And more than that, as it, because over here, nothing is being mentioned about Texas saying open full to kick the door open. Nothing is being mentioned about that here. Why? Because it'll spread. That's why. As states like Texas begin to lift their mandates, we could be seeing a deadly outbreak of freedom, liberty and personal responsibility all across the nation, said Dr. Andy Patton of MIT. We're really not encouraged by the numbers here. At first, I'm su- I, I thought you were going to say Anthony Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Yeah, I'm surprised we yeah. don't have a quote from Dr. Fauci in here. yeah. Because that's basically what he's been saying. That is what he's been saying. Yeah, that is what he's been saying. I'm worried other states will see this. People will start thinking they're supposed to take responsibility for their own health and their own decisions. And that's just not what America is about. Yeah, in reference to the whole Texas opening up thing, by the way, it's about damn time you join the rest of our free states. Yeah, right. In a sweeping consensus, scientists all agreed that one state finally ending its unconstitutional mandates could lead to other states doing the same. Consequences could be severe, ranging from people doing what they want and just living their lives, to the populace attaining herd immunity and making government action on the pandemic irrelevant. Well, in response to this, you ask what are the other states like California and New York, what are they doing? California and New York quickly responded to the declaration with emergency bans on importing any freedom from texas mississippi florida or south dakota they actually have kind of done that they have bans on like firearms and things like that that. so you could attribute that article to 90 percent truth
1: i I guess that makes the best satire though right it does uh, it has
0: some truth to it it's believable yeah all right, we are going to have to go. We're out of time this morning. We did run over a little bit, but that's okay. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. we will probably stopping some more. Please check us out later on this afternoon and I hope everyone has a great morning.